Okay, let's turn to our guests and uh, let's get some discussion underway. Uh, first of all, let's uh, say hi and uh, good morning to Andrew Ferris, CEO of eCognosis Advisory. Uh, Andrew, uh, good morning. Good evening to you. I believe you're in London. Correct. Uh, nice to have you on the show, as ever, on a Friday. And we'll also say good morning uh, to James Whelan, uh, Investment Manager at VS, uh, VFS Group uh, in Sydney. Uh, good morning, James. Uh, good morning to you. How are you now? Very good, thank you very much. Well, of course, I guess the banks uh, falling into the red in a big way uh, in the US. Uh, JP Morgan uh, looking uh, in a sorry state. What do you make of that, uh, James? You know, big, uh, big crash there. Yeah, it certainly is. We've seen sort of, it's, I hate to use the word contagion, but I've seen that thrown around a little bit this morning uh, with regards to so Silvergate um, winding up what they're doing. You've got SVB uh, having to ditch a bunch of stuff uh, 60% off. It turns out that all of a sudden the market can, can sail through thinking that everything's okay and then all of a sudden everyone realises that the bond holdings that the banks have got are not worth what they were once, once upon a time. You've got deposits uh, uh, dwindling and uh, withdrawals taking place. There's more money to be made elsewhere directly in the bond market. And so that, uh, that's all starting to team up and, uh, and the banks have uh, took a bit of a hit. The KBW, the banking index over the States, is about a 6% decline. And all of this coming on the back of a bit of a bad news, bad news situation, um, which is where the, the jobless numbers uh, were an increase. And then you've also got everyone sort of waiting, not wanting to charge into the market, expecting potentially that we could have another non-farm payrolls number that blows everyone out of the water and takes the market down again. No reason to go in and save that market there. And I think that probably the Australian market is, uh, is feeling that as well here. Andrew, looking a bit jumpy in, uh, in the banking sector at the moment, isn't it? Yes, and um, one can take a linear, a red line directly to Powell's last statements, which was a, a, a stunning performance of uh, threatening non-clarity yeah, we don't exclude that we're going to go into in, into doubles, but perhaps not. But the moment you say that, everybody assumes that they will hit for 50s and not 25s. Okay. And that, of course, strictly speaking, in normal periods, higher interest rates are good for the banks, but not, as you say, if they're sitting on piles of bonds uh, that uh, have now moved from uh, 2% to 4% yields, and therefore, proportionally, their prices have come down. I guess, I guess you're a big fan of uh, Jerome Powell and his uh, statements. Uh, anything else you made of those comments that uh, happened earlier in the week? Uh, no, but uh, at least, remember, I'm, uh, let's say I'm mature enough to remember very accurately what Greenspan used to say. And because Greenspan was a man of very few words, he would either grumble or clear his throat. And it was essential where the throat was cleared to tell you where the interest rates were going. I mean, it became, it became an arcane way of finding at least towels. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> oh, yeah, those, those were moments. Though. We, we remember those, uh, those well. How can you possibly forget? You used to say, well, inflation. <coughs> and you say, Christ, Here after, it comes. after inflation, sell. <laughs> <laughs> James, James, what, indi- what other indicators are you looking out for at the moment? You know, obviously we're we're awaiting the next uh, round of uh, interest rate rises, presumably. Uh, what, what are you looking for at the moment? Well, we've got our local side here, uh, the RBA. It's a bit of a coin flip as to see if our local uh, Reserve Bank is going to be increasing by another twenty-five points in April, or deciding to pause a little bit. Some of the squeezes coming into the Australian consumer is really starting to be felt. Hip pockets are starting to hurt. And, uh, and there's a bit of a public outcry here about maybe that they should just take it easy before people can't actually pay for food. So that's, uh, that's something that's going on here. So we're just sort of waiting on that locally. 
locally, I'm going to stick locally, sorry, just keeping it this way. We've had some of our, our big miners that actually paid dividends uh, this week. So not a lot of reason to go in and charge into the uh, into some of these miners that we've got, which actually holds up quite a significant amount of our index here too. We saw Chinese copper exports have jumped uh, yesterday. That reporting came out. So not a lot of strength in the commodities market right now either. So that's another uh, a key data point that we're seeing there too. Chinese CPI dipped to uh, to its lowest level in a while. So mm. it, yes, it does mean that it means that that, uh, that China can start some sort of an easing policy. So it's not so bad. However, it does mean that maybe Chinese the Chinese reopening hasn't continued to go as hard and as strong and as long as a lot of people might have expected. And it's just starting to peter out and just doing its usual thing of just of just being a usual growth economy. Keep in mind also that what happened on Sunday uh, with the People's Congress announcement that they were going to be targeting an area just over 5% growth, which is the lowest in about three decades. Better than last year, but not as great as we would expect from China. So a little bit of weakness sort of in the region here because mm. of that sort of stuff. Mm. And then you've got what's coming out in America as well. Those The NFP numbers tonight, um, no one... No one knows what it's going to be, and, and if it's a big surprise to the upside, well, expect uh, power to go out and, and start hitting the market with a hammer again. Let's just stick with China um, for a second. Uh, JD.com, the country's second largest online retailer, boasting a 7% rise in quarterly revenue. So sort of a little bit of good news there. But the CPI, uh, as James mentioned, Andrew, uh, inflation down to the lowest um, rate in a year. Uh, what, what do you make of that, Andrew? Well, actually, three things here. Remember, inflation in the COVID and post-COVID period was never N-E-V-E-R concerned for China because it stayed around 2%. It was 1%. In other words, the Chinese were not worried about uh, inflation. They were worried about COVID. Hence, you know, jumping around if it is 2.1 as opposed to 1.9, I think it is a little bit, a little bit irrelevant, except, of course, if something happened to the famous pork prices, which have been, I don't know, relatively stable. So, yes, inflation is not an issue in China, okay? GDP growth is. And may I very quickly add that we're reaching now the famous period, which is called the whale effect. If you have a very big economy, as the Chinese is, you have to get used to the idea that it ain't going to grow by 9 and 10 percent. Okay, once upon a time, when it was very small, it could. It's a kind of a high-low base effect. So I'm not hugely concerned that it is growing by 5 and not by 6 percent. I guess you could say there's lots of sectors, though, that are down. You know, property is one thing that uh, affects Hong Kong a lot, and, uh, you know, that seems to be down in, in China. There's lots of bits of the economy that are down, so that does seem to um, uh, be suppressing it, uh, doesn't it? James, what do, you, what do you think about that? I think the, the, the property side of things is going to have to play itself out before you charge in and do anything, especially in the Chinese area. I think they're just going to let, let, let it play before charging in and, and saving it. If we want to stick with the consumer side of things, and I've got to agree with Andrew, the whale effect of it just being a big economy that is now just doing its usual growth thing around it. I mean, I'll take 5% any day of the week, sir. So that's, that's the way that we're going to play. It is still becoming a consumer economy. If we see that Alibaba's come off, there could be a potential buying opportunity in some of those stocks if they've come down um, because China will continue to do what China does, and that's grow its consumer um, uh, quite aggressively, and it will continue to, to, to do so um, come hell or high water, and that's just the way that things go. So it won't be so much on the commodity side, but it's probably going to be on the, uh, on the consumer side just through sheer will of force. Um, that'll be that. But the property sector, let's just let it play out and just see what happens first. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to take a position or a stance on property at this particular side, but uh, Andrew, I think, sounds very... He's, uh, he'd probably have a bit more of a better view on it than I would, I'd say. Andrew? Uh, the answer is, is 
simply looking at what's happening in Hong Kong, where the expectations was that uh, the Chinese would come to the rescue, it ain't happening. So in other words, if I would simply was to take the pulse in the case of Hong Kong, particularly in the office space and even actually in the luxury space where the expectations were much higher than it has been realized, and I keep emphasizing in the office space, which is still suffering quite severely, and clearly the Chinese are not stepping in. Uh, just turning back to that uh, U.S. Uh, jobs data, which is coming out tomorrow, James, you mentioned that a bit um, already. Andrew, what are your thoughts on the on the jobs data coming out tomorrow? Um, you know, it does seem to be linked very closely, doesn't it, to the performance of, uh, I, of the economy? Well, I, I, yeah, I have to, I have to I have to make two points. One, labor data in, in the states are notorious for being revised quite significantly. So, such a small difference. Mm. Come on. 20,000 as opposed not to 20,000. I don't think it's going to keep me awake at night. Okay, so in other words, this is, this is yet another reason why Powell is saying they're doing all right. Okay, and uh, the drop is not that significant for us to jump. Now, Andrew, turning to one of your favorite uh, subjects, and uh, I know you love it, um, Bitcoin falling to its lowest in more than three weeks on Silvergate's liquidation plan. <laughs> I know you love crypto. Um, what, what are you making of the current state of the, of the crypto market? I feel like cascading in a kind of Edwardian evil Sir Jasper <laughs> kind of laughter. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to be very serious here because it's people's money. Mm. You know, I like now with Silvergate going down the same way. I'd like to know what is going to be their excuse. Not excuse, their formal uh, reason why they're going to wrap up. Because, of course, THX fabulously said, unfortunately, we used our asset to back our liabilities, and our assets are backed by absolutely nothing. In other words, they use their cryptocurrency, okay, to back up their their asset. Sorry, their oh, balance it, and they failed. Hello, cryptos are backed by nothing. Okay, uh, my case rests. Actually, my case is fast asleep right now. All right, I mean, wh- wh- what else can I say? You know, I watched not with not with sadistic pleasure, but it is so obvious, and it has been going on for so many years that you know it's not a matter of give up. Who cares what I think? Okay. James, right. James, you know, the, the ups and downs that we're seeing in, uh, in crypto at the moment, are, are they really to be expected in uh, a sector of the industry which is really so young? It, it's, it's basically like trading frequent flyer points, uh, James. It's <laughs> the way that I look at it. Uh, and, and then you see the contagion risk. You've got FTX that was running such an obvious fraud and so many people went into that. And then the contagion of Silvergate, which is now winding up because of its connection to FTX, and everything else that is now going. We've seen it now now move as far. Potentially, they're saying that the banking index that was off this morning, actual real proper banks in a regulated system, God forbid, uh, actually coming off. Potentially, people have speculated that the contagion from FTX and Silvergate is, is, is leading that's, to that's the That's quite worrying, that really, isn't it? It's really worrying. It's worrying that an unregulated frequent flyer miles and funny money uh, just being generated in someone's garage could possibly, uh, could possibly take down the U.S. banking system. Um, or at least sort of bring bring it into question, and that that's uh, that, that's probably something that you'd want to keep uh, keep an hour or two awake at night over uh, on that one. I think um, until crypto until crypto becomes regulated, um, it's definitely not a place you want to be playing in. And, and I'll tell you what, the regulation will be will be brought in, and by the time it's brought in, everything, everything will be too late. So 
uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely not a place that I'd want to uh, play in. But beware contagion at these particular times. Also, beware of the fact, and here's, here's the big kicker that's in here, James, is that if you've got an alternative not- in some of the safest assets in the world, the bond market, there's no reason for you to go in and save some of these things with a higher risk. You don't need to take that risk anymore. Right. You can get the same return from a risk-free area. And that's that's where the market is making this decision through 2023. Final quick uh, remark to Andrew. Well, you know, James, I really like my Aussie friend. Okay, this <laughs> is really spot on. And also, I'm going to misuse his expression, anybody makes money in his garage. I love that. That sums up perfectly. <laughs> well, thank you very thank much you, to both of you. Uh, Andrew Ferris is CEO of Ecognosis Advisory and James Whelan is Investment Manager at VFS 